Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nursing Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. In today's special episode, we'll hear a variety of perspectives on New Jersey's access to care crisis. It's so important that we educate the nursing and healthcare community as much as possible on advanced practice nursing and what it entails. Now, let's get started. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Kwong. I am an adult gerontology primary care nurse practitioner, and I live in Titton Falls, New Jersey. So how did I get into my field? So I uh, am a primary care provider, and my background and specialty is really in HIV care, and both for treatment and prevention. And I've been doing this since 1997. And really the reason I got into the field of HIV care and primary care is because I wanted to get give back to my community and to really care for individuals who were otherwise um, not receiving care or were considered ostracized by the healthcare system because of having HIV. And as a member of the LGBT community myself, I was seeing my friends and family be devastated by this uh, epidemic and we are still dealing with this today some 40 years later into the epidemic and this is something that I have always been passionate about and really wanted to be a part of the solution so that's why I have been doing what I have been doing for so many years and why I feel so compelled and passionate about my practice and my profession. At this point in time, with regards to access to care in New Jersey, we are not in a great position in terms of having enough providers to provide care to the individuals who need um, and deserve access to care. So we know that there is an ongoing shortage of both primary care providers as well as specialist providers throughout the state. And of course, we are such a diverse state in terms of having both rural and urban areas and people who live throughout the state don't necessarily have access if they live further away from some of the major metropolitan areas. And, you know, that is a health disparity, which leads to other complications and other burdens on the healthcare system as a whole. And so uh, we really need to find ways to equalize access to care for all individuals, regardless of where they live throughout our state of New Jersey. So the new bipartisan bill is a great solution to helping solve the issue of access to care by eliminating an arbitrary barrier that has been in place for several decades now and impedes and impacts the ability of advanced practice nurses such as myself to um, practice and provide the care and skills that we are well-educated and prepared to do. It helps provide access to care for vulnerable populations to, to receive the services from skilled clinicians and really helps provide better care for the community throughout the state. With regards to educational preparation, advanced practice nurses, all APNs are registered nurses first, meaning they have a solid foundation in the basics of providing care to patients across different settings and have a degree as a registered nurse and they are licensed as registered nurses. They go back to graduate school to receive additional training to learn and to learn how to manage patients in terms of diagnosing and uh, prescribing 
describing and interpreting results and tests and caring for patients over a continuum of time. And so with regards to the educational preparation, most people have either a master's degree, but now the majority of individuals who are practicing are educated at the doctoral level. So it is considered a either a master's or doctoral level degree, and we are taught and educated on chronic disease management, health promotion and prevention, diagnosis and management of both acute problems as well as complex medical problems. With regards to the intent of the collaboration, you know, I think it provides an arbitrary barrier and provides a false sense of the patients are getting different quality care by having a physician, quote unquote, be a collaborator. The way that the rule is written or the way that the law stands or the way that it is you know, currently enacted, physicians who are listed as collaborators do not need to physically see a patient. They don't need to be in the same area specialty. It is really a sign-off on a document that makes no difference in terms of the care that we can provide or that we can do, but except that it, you know, creates this extra layer of burden for both providers and patients by having us have this document that just says that a physician reviewed at least one chart, a minimum one chart from you know the thousands that we see every year. And in many cases, it's really just a formality that again, we have to pay sometimes an exorbitant fee to another provider to sign off on a piece of paper or documentation that really does not change the quality of care that we provide or that the patients receive. If the legislation was passed and the uh, need for a collaborator was removed or restricted, it would provide greater freedom and ability to provide care to patients without the need to have this oversight document in place, it would eliminate and reduce cost for me and the organizations that I work for in terms of having to have a collaborating provider on record. Other states have been able to eliminate the full practice authority or the collaborating physician component without any significant impact in terms of safety or the quality of care that patients receive because we know that they already receive high quality care from advanced practice nurses. But it has allowed more people to receive care and to access the services of nurse practitioners throughout the state or the country. I think nearly, I think it's over 33 states currently have full practice authority and we need to be part of that. During COVID, these restrictions were temporarily lifted and there again was no change in patient outcomes in terms of morbidity or mortality or complications or errors. So we've already proven ourselves that this does not need to be in place and we should continue to experience what it is like to truly have full practice authority in the state of New Jersey. So full practice authority is the ability for advanced practice nurses, so that's nurse practitioners, clinical nurse specialists, nurse anesthetists, to practice using all of the skills and knowledge that they have gained through their education, clinical experiences prior to becoming APNs. To, it allows us to diagnose, prescribe, and manage patients in a variety of settings across different 
age groups. And there is no requirement for a physician oversight or for physicians to review or sign off on prescriptions. The legislation in New Jersey is really restricted to reviewing prescribing practices. And again, in terms of prescribing, not allowing us to prescribe or not allowing nurse practitioners to do one of the skills that we know how to do and have been shown in numerous studies to do well is impacting our ability to use, you know, all of our knowledge. So in New Jersey, we have this law that was enacted in 2009, I believe, that requires a physician to review the records uh, or a chart of a patient seen by an APN. Um, Again, physician collaborator does not have to be in the same specialty, does not have to actually see the patient, does not have to have any tie to the practice of the APN, but is required by this law to have an agreement uh, on paper that says that yes, there is a, a physician that has reviewed my prescription. And again, that has no impact on what I do in, in, in day-to-day practice. And you know, I think it is very frustrating and challenging for clinicians to have this restriction, you know, not being able to do what we are skilled and able to do. Knowing that there are individuals in the community that I live in here in Tinton Falls who have difficulties getting appointments, getting um, access to a primary care provider that they can see on a regular basis is disheartening to really, to recognize that um, there are clinicians, there are individuals out there who can do this care, who can provide care, but they choose either not to practice here in New Jersey or, you know, they're limited in terms of where they work because because of this legislation or because of this law that, again, is not helping people. It's actually creating more barriers. And I think it's doing the opposite of what we really need to do to address the healthcare crisis in our state. I teach and educate APNs in New Jersey, and I will say that many of our graduates, although a lot of them do find employment here within New Jersey, that there are folks who want to move to other states where there is the ability to practice at the highest level of their licensure and certification. And that's really sad and disheartening to see that individuals choose to leave the state because they can't practice here where 25 minutes to get across the bridge to New York, where there is the ability to do that. It boggles my mind that we are losing individuals who are highly skilled clinicians to neighboring states right around New Jersey where nurse practitioners are able to practice without uh, this restriction is something that you know we need to focus on and stop this outward migration. I think one of the you know the big concerns that physician providers who are opposed to full practice authority have is that 
you know, the quality of care will be diminished or that nurse practitioners will make decisions that are um, beyond their, their ability to, you know, to manage. And I can tell you having worked in other states, even before New York, is that we recognize and we always work within a team environment. And even though, you know, I've worked in states where there is full practice authority, I still have physician colleagues or other team members, other specialists that I work with that I talk to and collaborate with. And so it's not that practice in a vacuum. Uh, we really are a part of the team and those relationships and, and those systems are there, they're, uh, but they don't, they're not sort of on a mandated document that is required. I think most people recognize that, recognize their boundaries and they know, you know, when they need to consult and when they need to collaborate. And that is, that's just the nature of healthcare. It is a team type of system, if you will. Although in some areas, yes, nurse practitioners may be the quote unquote only provider in that area. Even the people who are in rural or isolated parts of the system always there's always somebody that collaborate with or that they consult with because you can't do this alone. And we have those systems. Uh, we just don't have to have a piece of paper that, again, is really just more of a nuisance than it is a facilitator of care. The New Jersey legislature needs to grant advanced practice registered nurses full practice authority to lift the burden. My name is Sandra Morrison, and I am a nurse practitioner, graduated in 1984, so I've had a lot of experience. And I co-own New Perspectives Healthcare in Sparta, New Jersey. That's the uh, northwest corner of New Jersey. And my business partner and I opened up our practice, Primary Care, in 2009. Believe it or not, I started out in art school and realized very quickly that I was not as good as everybody else. My dad was a physician and my mom was a nurse and I'm one, I'm number five out of six girls. So I uh, knew that was a passion of mine that I just hadn't discovered yet, even though I was resisting it. So anyway, I went to nursing school at Syracuse University and got my bachelor's degree, went to work at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston and started taking my master's uh, program and graduated at, uh, from Boston College there in 1984 and moved down to New Jersey with my soon-to-be husband at that moment. So passionate about this because patients really want to be heard. They want to be listened to body, mind, and soul. It's not just about what your symptom is, and I feel like that's what we accomplish here, and people will tell me that all the time. You listen to me. You didn't just immediately jump to something and try to give me a pill. I feel like we're doing something for our community, and I feel good about it at the end of the day, every day. Every day I feel rewarded for myself, but I also feel like I'm giving back. So up in our county, it takes a long time to be able to get an appointment, even at my own office, which is unfortunate. Uh, so we uh, have anywhere from five to 10 patients a day calling, asking for an a new patient appointment. And we had to close our panels, our insurance panels, because we just can't take that many. If I could hire more nurse practitioners, 
I think that I would be much better off right now. There's three of us here at the office, one employee, nurse practitioner, and my business partner and myself. And I could hire many more people and I could still be full. And, and that is what patients really are looking for, is they are looking for healthcare that they can feel comfortable with. And our logo is a butterfly. We're transitioning from being in the cocoon to being a butterfly and you can get out there and um, make make your own life and have better health and we're trying to humanize healthcare again. I think that somehow got lost in the mix. So we are trying to do that and I think we're pretty good at it. Right now there's many more nurse practitioners graduating from school. We have actually quite a few patients that are, because of what they've experienced at our office, they're actually going on to nursing school and to become APNs. We're not competing with anybody, but we're just trying to be able to provide the care, which is what nurses have always done. We've always collaborated with other providers and other uh, specialties, other disciplines. And I think that if we could just pass that bill, it would really relieve an awful lot of that backlog and have people have choices. I think people have a right to choose who they want to see as a provider and not be locked in to an antiquated rule that says you must see a physician once a year and you can see the nurse practitioner some other time during the year. I think it will relieve a lot of the backlog. For me, it was a master's degree and I received that in 1984 and then we took a national board certification and then we got licensed as an APN and then licensed with our credentials for prescribing medications. So we've actually had a lot of experience with that. We've had four collaborators since we opened and our first one was there and he was with us for quite a few years and he retired and then it took us a while while he, he was very gracious and he gave us a year's notice, so we had a year to find somebody. We did find another person. He was ready to retire, but he hung in there a little bit longer and he retired a few years after that. And then when he told us he was retiring because he had some health issues, it, we didn't have a year to find out, so we had six months. We had multiple conversations with multiple physicians in the county, but a lot of people, a lot of physicians do not understand what a collaborative agreement is, and they think they're supervising us, which we never have had to be supervised. Nursing has its own license for its own reason, and the state of New Jersey blesses that. But when we finally got down to it, the person that I, in the 11th hour, because the other people didn't pan out, on the 11th hour, literally December 30th, I had to pull in a favor from a friend who was a physician, and she was very gracious to say yes without even asking any questions. She was so helpful, and that was a blessing. But then when it got, went to the hospital system, the they did not like the fact that she was a psychiatrist and I'm primary care. And I said, well, easily at least 30% of what I do is psychiatric. It is anxiety, depression, and if primary care is going to be treating that, that should be it. But if I need something because somebody's got aches and pains, I send them to an ortho, I'll send them to a rheumatologist, I'll send them to a dermatologist if I think they have melanoma, something like that. But in any event, in, in when that happened, the hospital decided that unless I could change my collaborator, they would terminate my affiliate status with the hospital. And I said, the state of New Jersey requires it to be a physician. And she says, it's implied that you need to have a primary care physician. I said, well, we are seen as the competition in our county and that is not going to happen. The physicians are not going to say yes to us primary care. 
So it took us a long time and then we finally found a cardiologist slash internal medicine doctor who was gracious enough to say yes. But in the meantime, that had to happen. There was no negotiating, basically. They just terminated it. So now we're on our fourth collaborator and that is very stressful. When that happens, or some of our friends, their collaborator died, one died in a, a car accident, one died from cancer, they had to literally close their practice. And that is very uncomfortable for us to know that any moment something could happen to somebody else and that affects my, my practice and the 3,000 patients that we have in our practice. They would immediately have to go somewhere else. And when you're looking at two or three months to wait for an appointment from, from someplace else, if they even take your insurance, then that's dangerous. And it shouldn't have to be that way. I should not be held up by that piece of paper. It's very important to us to have that joint protocol, collaborative agreement taken away. Other states have been able to pass it and New Jersey hasn't. I do think that there's a lot of politics about that and I feel bad that that has to come into play when the patients are the ones that, you know, are really, I'll say suffering, that they can't get into a provider and full practice authority, we already are licensed to diagnose and treat, find out what your illness is, and then if we need to refer as needed, of course, we're gonna to refer to an oncologist if somebody has something, you know, cancerous. If somebody's got melanoma, of course I'm going to send them to a dermatologist or a derm onc. Uh, but it's the, the freedom of being not having to be held to that joint protocol that gets in the way. There's many other little things that have blocked access to care or writing for a mastectomy bra. That's a Medicare issue. You have to have a physician sign that. So full practice authority is really only about whether or not we can prescribe medications. That's the reason that it came into play. It had nothing to do with whether we were capable about diagnosing treatment and taking care of our patients. But unfortunately, in this day and age, without having a prescription pad and being able to write for a blood pressure medicine or a diabetes medicine or a cholesterol medicine or an antidepressant, my value goes way down and I really won't be able to take care of my patients. It was wonderful. It was very freeing. We didn't have to worry about getting a doctor to co-sign things, even as simple as home care for patients. Our patients are out of the hospital having had surgery, orthopedic issues, whatever it was for, and we were having to have a physician co-sign that paper who's never seen the patient again and saying, yes, this treatment plan is okay, that the physical therapist or the home visiting nurse uh, wrote. So. It was very freeing that we didn't have to worry about that. And now we're back to that, although I think Medicare like released that rule so they don't have to have a physician sign it. But still, it was it was there during COVID. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's pertinent. I think it is in a, in, a, in a catty corner way. But back when we opened the practice, we assumed wrongly that Blue Cross Blue Shield would accept nurse practitioners as primary care. We had all been been impaneled by Blue Cross Blue Shield for years, 10 years in our last practice that we worked together at. And shortly after we started seeing patients, we were told that, no, we're not going to pay you because you're not a physician. And so it took me, took us three years 
of going back and forth, going down to Blue Cross Blue Shield, probably shouldn't say who it was, but, and making our case. And the statement was, well, the physicians in the county don't want you ladies to be able to be in the, in the insurance panels. And I said, well, I believe that your actual customer is your patient. That's who's paying your premiums. And in any event, in uh, 20, December of 2011, they agreed to have us as a test, APN test pilot study. And as far as I know, the test, the pilot study is still on. We're, we're impaneled in all of the insurance companies now. But that was the beginning of the opening of that door. And that was frustrating because we were APNs and you needed a physician. And since we didn't have a physician in the office, that blocked access to us being allowed to have our practice. It really made it very difficult those first few years of being able to support ourselves. So we got second jobs. We did okay. We're still here. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Nursing Insights Podcast.